The Should I Know Now is a podcast that tops your soul, spirit, and inner being. In our world, we dive into uncharted waters, examining our thoughts, questioning our reactions, and learning how to shape our future actions. By examining our subconscious mind and taking a look at your mental hard drive, you know, that place in your mind where your thinking and planning goes unknown. This is episode 19, and it's my turn to chime in on Will, Jada, and the smack that killed Chris's ego. We'll take a look at conditional versus unconditional love and what exactly are the warning signs. I hope your devices are charged, your vibrations are high, and you are ready to go. I'll catch you on the other side. So what's good, gang? Are you tuned in, tapped in, and ready to go? It's your girl T, and you're listening to The Shit I Know Now. Wow, has it really been three weeks already? Yeesh. I was just looking at my numbers and I'm like, oh my God, I have not posted in three weeks. This is my longest span. And I can definitely tell because I'm ruminating in my thoughts and I'm like, what's going on with me? And of course, I haven't connected. I haven't connected to you guys. What's going on, family? What's good? What's good? What's good? What's popping, gang? What's good? In case you forgot, it's your girl T. Always coming through, giving you the tea. And that is nugget in the background if you hear her. <laughs> yes, New York City. Um, It is definitely spring. We're actually in April. My goodness, three weeks. Three weeks. Time is flying. Life is flying. I think I saw an extra wrinkle today. I'm not even lying. No, I looked in the... I saw it. I'm not... I think I, I saw it. I was uh, doing my makeup this morning. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> it's my forehead. It's all the thinking. <laughs> the meditating, they say that, right? Fuck, it's like you damned if you do, you damned if you don't. You wanna stay beautiful? Don't think. Fuck. And I'm definitely gonna go get some collagen or fucking Botox, little boop, boop, boop. Oh, sorry, I'm not, I'm not letting it go. It's, I'm not, I'm not letting it go. Shit. <laughs> I'm definitely much more than beauty, though, I know that. However, I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm not ready, I have a birthday approaching and I'm not ready, so yeah, I'm gonna have to start looking up some prices because I'm not going down like this. <laughs> not going out without a fucking fight, damn it. Shit, I really sound of this world, right? Because if I believe that my my spirit is eternal, then you know, the outside doesn't matter, but the outside isn't married yet, so fuck. <laughs> was good yes a lot a lot has happened yes yes <laughs> a lot has happened um, where have i been midterms i have been midterms i have been writing papers and yeah doing the damn thing over here doing the damn thing but you know we're getting there we're getting there there are a lot of things going down in the ukraine and i definitely encourage all of you to get involved any way you can 
it's really sad. It's 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 actually unavoidable, as you guys know. I try to stay away from the news and any current events, but you know, stories like this are just heartbreaking, and it's going on. If you guys are able to get involved, if you guys can donate, you know, Google your respected donators and get involved in any way you can. Maybe I think there's like letter writing or email writing ways to connect to people out there and things like that. So make sure you guys Google some resources and get involved. Get involved. Be kind to one another because you know things like that are scary you just wish them all all the best and you always want to come from love and any way that you can be there and help we're all in this together but i think covid uh unified us in some sort of way right it was like a worldwide pandemic going on simultaneously across the world and if that didn't make me realize that we are all the same and literally riding the same boat i mean i'd be lying to you you know seeing the whole world go through the transition of the mask and going through shutdowns and you see even now you see a lot of the shows that were written during that time and you're like wow yeah we did that <laughs> i think netflix has a movie called the bubble it's pretty cute it's pretty cute but it is about it's a, it's a comedy but it is about the pandemic and there's a lot of realistic uh aspects to it so it's a good comedy it's a good friday night watch and if you have netflix go ahead and do that it's a great great way to spend an hour and a half of your time <laughs> i condone that message <laughs> So where are we, guys? How are your thoughts? Are we meditating? Are we listening to ourselves? Comparing, complaining. What are we doing? How are we spending our days? Are we coming from love, looking at our surroundings and understanding that we've created this in some sort of way? Are we taking responsibility for our surroundings? Are we are we understanding that things are the way they are because we are creating it through our thoughts? Of course, the second question is, how's your energy? Are you guys happy sad do you look in the mirror and find yourself with a face do you walk down the street with um you know what's a good way to check yourself that barrier that you put on like when you're around people like when you're in public places you walk through stores with a grill on your face with a smile on your face a lot of you would probably answer like a grill because i can't be you know i can't be friendly but that's not really that's not really the truth the the reason you walk around with a grill is because it's your default it's your, and what I mean a grill, <laughs> I'm getting real Bronx on you guys. What I mean by grill, uh, it's a mean mug. No, that's not, that's not, that's not good for you guys either, is it? Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, like a rough face. <laughs> that's what we, uh, in the Bronx is like an, uh, the, a grill or a mean mug. It's like a, just a mean face, like an unapproachable face, a face that kind of shows that you would fight somebody or you know, you're crazy, so don't come near me, which is typically the face that most New Yorkers have because we're all just defensive and we're all waiting for the next, you know, shoe to drop, so to speak. So we walk around with these faces and, and it's a conditioning, right? It's something that someone taught us to do. It's because, you know, your mother, either your mother taught you, your grandmother taught you, people on your blocks or neighborhood taught you, you know, have a grill, be ready, stay on, stay on point, stay on guard. And um, we're not going to say that that's wrong, but I mean, if you're 40 and you're still on guard and nothing has happened yet, because again, everyone's story is different and everyone's circumstances are different. So I'm speaking to those who are 40, 35 and up, nothing really has happened. Or if something did happen, it was like maybe when you were 15 or 16, violently, uh, yeah, you could lose your mean mug, uh, AKA grill, AKA the wall. So Somebody, just because you have a smile on your face or you're at peace, it doesn't mean that someone's, you know, necessarily going to approach you and attack you. 
that's not necessarily so anymore. And maybe at one point when you're a teenager, it is so because, you know, you're a kid, you're vulnerable, you're in the street, your parents buy you nice things or you have something. I get it. But that's a conditioning from when you were young. And it's something that I would like to shed light on for everyone because this world is not that terrible. If we had more smiles and we were more approachable and helpful to others, maybe we can help other people be less angry and less grumpy and less aggressive. We can show them that there is another way because only a selected few can. These podcasts are not for everyone. And your ability to understand this podcast is not determined by any sort of level of intelligence. It's not determined by any sort of overpriced college degree or any completion of any sort of educational, you know, accomplishment or anything like that. This is not a, you know, a sort of members only uh, club. The only requirement to understanding the show is measured by your willingness to change your life. That's all this is about. So that's it. That's the requirement. No exclusive membership needed. And the message is for you. That means that you are part of the change. And if not you, honey, then who? And if not now, baby, then when? (laughs) All right, so get with it. Let's be kind. Let's drop the mean mugs. Let's drop the grills. Let's smile more. Let's be loving. Because even if someone hates you, that's the shit that I know now, baby. You got to kill them with kindness. And don't let anyone take your shine. Because we're here to have fun. We're here to... To help each other, we're here to produce whatever we need to produce, whether it's great children, whether it's great work, because everyone's job is very significant. Everyone's job, I don't care what you're doing, is significant to the process of life. And whether you're home, you are significant to the process of life. Whether you are raising children or growing yourself internally, mentally, emotionally, you are a process of life and you are needed, wanted, appreciated. So I'm happy you guys are here. Let's get and when it comes to Will Smith and Jada, I'm just gonna say I told you so. <laughs> that was crazy, right? Listen, I didn't expect that unpredictable right this life is unpredictable we're unpredictable i didn't expect that shit at all i've seen a lot of shit go down but will smith putting hands on chris rock was the last thing that i expected to see or hear because i didn't really see it i woke up to it and it was just i want to say it was shocking but it really wasn't because i told you so like that boy was losing his mind when they sat at that round table and they gave each other a pound at bad marriage for life listen i thought that was a meme I, this whole time, and you guys know I've been talking about it loosely. I try not to criticize, compare, or complain too much. But there are certain things that don't go unnoticed, like their relationship and the message that they've sent out to others. They're saying a lot, and it's up to you to see what you want to see through it. I don't necessarily see it all as negative. If you listen to things that he says in the past about their relationship, for me, it's like, Will is woke. Let's just put it like that. Willis woke. And I think that he's on this spiritual journey and he's conflicted. Like many of us are. He's conflicted. Is Jada manipulating him? Is she a narcissist? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yes. 
Yes, I'm pretty sure he probably did something that she has not forgiven. I I'm pretty sure like this man probably has a family somewhere and then he's paying for them and they're hidden somewhere. He probably has two families somewhere. Whatever it is that he's paying for with her and in that marriage, oh, he's paying for it, all right. He is, honestly, guys, tag Will if you want. My message is forgive yourself. I'm sure you did something. I I'm not even, I, there's, there's no way in my mind that that relationship could be the way it is if he was just, you know, loving, caring, and no, there's no way. Like he did something to her. She's a scorned woman. Instead of leaving and moving on and finding new love, which she almost did, but then I don't know what happened. She went back to that old thing. Who knows what really happened? They, they, you stay together. You force it. The kids, the celebrity. I'm pretty sure they sold their soul for fame. I'm pretty sure this is all about brands, what they represent. Look how far it got. Like, what do you guys represent now? All that for this? It's like a sad way to go down. Chris Rock out of all of this is like the MVP, right? Who would have thought that? The MVP because... You know, what he did is exactly, he has a comedy show now out, which was written before, I don't know if it was titled before the slap, but it was surely written before the slap, but it's called Death of the Ego. And that's exactly what Chris did. You put your hands on Chris Rock on national TV, everything you stood for, everything you represented all these years, Will Smith has always tried to be, and I, I quote, try, because I always knew that shit was fake. <laughs> I always knew he is who he was that day when he got on that stage. There was something about him that's always been just a front, but nevertheless, he's always represented this pristine figure to black people, to minorities. He's always been like this, you don't, he's never cursed in any of his albums and he's won like a Grammy for each one. And I think that's one of his selling points. And now you turn around and you do this. And then did you hear the speech, the five minute speech? because he actually won the award. So this guy, you know, talent is, this is what I'm saying, talent is undoubtable. You beat Denzel Washington, you actually get an Oscar, and the woman, here's the thing, right? The woman that you, this is what I'm saying about marriage, like this man has risked his whole reputation, his whole identity for you. And the fact that he laughed and she did that you laughing, they were already at a disconnect. And instead of that, of allowing that to just be, he's like, oh no, I gotta do something. That was the clearest display of conditional love. Conditional love is when you tell someone, I'm only gonna love you if you are the way I want you to be. If not, I will withhold my love from you. And I do it all the time, so I'm not trying to play innocent here. Because <laughs> if you try to play me, listen, I'm saying right now, you're going on a block list and that is conditional love. <laughs> Is I haven't found the person that I'm unconditionally in love with, but that is the goal is to be unconditionally in love. So I'm, you know, again, I'm not comparing, complaining or criticizing. I understand here that both these people are hurt. I am not in no way trying to bash Jada. It is what it is. Yeah, you have alopecia. At least you have alopecia. And I speak because I have a mother who has alopecia. So this is directly going on in my family. And you're not dead and you're gorgeous and you have millions of dollars 
and you have every resource available to you. This little crying fit that you're doing over jokes that you know you are subject to, like you're in the open eye, you're in the public eye, you've made your marriage this public mockery. Did you guys hear Regina when she made the joke with Will, you're married, but Jada approved it? Like, come on, this is, Will had the nerve to get up and smack. <laughs> Chris Rock. Listen, let me tell you something. I've never seen a man more in distress that that night in the Oscars. And my heart goes out to Will, and I know he's gonna get over this. And shout out to Chris Rock. A bigger man couldn't have been formed that night, you know. And that was a prime example of what should we should be doing. Who cares? Did Chris Rock lose any of his riches, any of his fame? Did he lose anything by letting Will smack fire out his ass? Dude, stop, let me go. Dude, stop, let me go. Dude. <laughs> if anything, he actually stood to gain. He saw a man in distress. And friends and people with, with a heart, with empathy, it's fine. You can have the best of me in front of the whole world. Let the whole world think I'm a punk bitch, whatever. That's okay. I know you need this moment right now. And I think that that's what Chris Rock did for Will. There was just a beautiful lesson to be learned on all sides. And he actually was the one to apologize because you know what? Sometimes the industry does go too far. I get all of that. You see, for me, the deciding factor in all of this was the fact that Will found it funny. <laughs> when he cracked the joke, Will found it funny. His inner child laughed. He found it funny. He was able to find humor in it. He knew it wasn't that serious. It was a G.I. Jane joke. It was a joke of strength. He showed, he shed light on what we were all thinking because I was thinking about her hair. I was like, what's going on with Jada? I wasn't criticizing it, but I did notice that she had, you know, the little shape up and I'm like, what's going on with her? So Chris merely shed light on it. And mind you, that show is rehearsed before it goes on. That's why there's a teleprompter. So the show is rehearsed. Nothing is solely written by the actors that you see. It goes through a board and it all gets written and approved so all these jokes were written like it's all industry stuff so it's like i just can't believe that will actually got up and <laughs> and put his whole reputation on the line because of i guess love right but it was conditional love because he feared not having Jada's love that night, right? Because Jada gave him that look like, I'll leave you, motherfucker. And because of fear, fear of not loving, but that's that conditional love. And it's a trauma bond, right? And a trauma bond is when both people are bonding over traumas. So Jada has alopecia. Her self-esteem is on the floor. You know, she needs Will to be there for her. Will... At this point, I mean, even in his speech, he literally says, I'm being forced to love. I am being called to love. He's so spiritually, like, he's in a spiritual warfare. Like, if I was there, I would ask him, Will, who, who the hell is forcing you to love? Who are you being called to love, Will? Because that's all, that's that higher level talk, because we are all being called to love. And he does have to find love in his situation. He has to, because that's 
that those are the spiritual laws. You have to lead by love. So I get what he was saying. He is being called to love, but it hurts. And it's hard to love someone that hurts you. And it's hard to love someone that doesn't love you the same way. But what Will is missing, like so many of us are missing, is that self-love. Because what he really is being called to is to love himself, not love others. And if he loved himself, he would walk the fuck away. Like, you just lost your whole career. Y'all clearly need a change of scenery. But that's just my opinion. Don't shoot the messenger. Again, not everything has to result in, a, in separation. I believe in staying together. I believe in long-term marriages. I believe in union. But I don't believe in misery. And that's the shit that I know now. And misery does love company. So then, okay, so we spoke about conditional love. So then let's go into what unconditional love looks like, right? Unconditional love is where... Let's just stick to, to Will and Jada, right? We're not going to complicate it. Unconditional love would have been Will extending his hand to Jada when she gave him that look and saying, hey, hey, babe, stop. We got this. You know, unconditional love would have been Jada getting up from her little seat when Will was crying, giving that five minute speech and standing right next to her husband with her little predator head looking like the fucking alien. Right, she could have stood up, right? If it was me, I would have gave the damn speech, to be honest with you. If my husband just risked his whole career because of my face, I would have I would have been the one speaking like, hold up, babe, I got this right here. But that's the type of bitch I am, and there's not many like me. You know what I mean? One of a kind. At the very least, she could have stood by him, and that's unconditional love. Conditional love? Conditional love is exactly what you saw. Conditional love is you better do something right now because I'm not going to love you. Conditional love is you better be who I want you to be because these legs ain't opening and this heart is closing. Conditional love is you better be here on time. You better do what I say. Unconditional love is do you because I'm going to do me. And that's almost hard, right? That's almost, that's almost, it's almost hard to base a marriage like that or a relationship like that, but they exist, right? Ask the white people. <laughs> they all fucking shit. Like, you know, everyone just, because when you, I feel like when you really do love someone unconditionally, you're not going to break that bond. When you really do love somebody and you're like, nah, that's my bitch. And T's going to have a heart attack if I don't come home tonight. And I'm never going to do that to her. So I'm going home. I think that that's unconditional love. Conditional love is like, oh shit, I got to get home. Because if I don't get home, I'm not going to fucking, the door is going to be locked. And she's not going to talk to me. And she's throwing all her stuff out, out the window and blah, 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 blah. Like, and we're not going to have breakfast and, and the kids are going to be mad and blah, blah, and the drama. That's conditional love. Conditional love makes you run and race and, and try to be something that you're not. Unconditional love is like, okay, you're, you're late. That's fine. I'm going to still just operate and, and do me because the thing is, is that we can't get into or continue to get into relationships, unions, marriages, and have the concept of becoming one. I don't think, I think that's outdated. I don't believe that you necessarily become one with someone. I think that best practice for relationships is to, is to be yourself and have your own life and have your own things. And that's the shit that I know now. They've been saying that for years. 
You gotta have your own hobbies. You gotta have your own friends. You gotta have your own thing. And then you come together in your spare time and you're with someone that you love to be with. But it doesn't mean that you're always with this person. It doesn't mean that you own this person. It doesn't mean that this... Eventually, yeah, as you get older, when you're fucking, you know, you're not going to want to do anything because you're lazy and we're older. We've already experienced a certain amount of life. So you're not going to want to do things. So you naturally do become one. But that is with the grace of time. Those things don't happen right away and those things certainly aren't mandated out of a relationship you don't jump into a relationship in your 20s and your 30s and your early 40s and expect to just become one all of a sudden you have to like the same shows and you gotta go to sleep at the same time and you gotta fucking make plans and like okay you have respect for each other because you're living together but i think this concept of becoming one is is where we all like screw it up because when you realize that the other person is still an individual like they still live a whole nother life and that's why they say there's it's a double life but it's not really a double life that's the shit that's that's the shit that i know now it's not not that you live a double life is that you live your life and there's many aspects of someone's life and even if you're a child or or a partner or a sister or a mother, you know, when, when your sibling, your daughter goes to work, there's a whole nother life going on at work. There's eight hours that are not accounted for at work and there's nothing you can do about that. Now, there are people that work together and that's a whole, you know, that's a beautiful thing too when you can see relationships that work together and go home together. And I mean, I think those are goals too. Again, not everyone can do that. Not everyone can do that, but it does happen. We are separate. We are individuals that come together to have great experiences. And I think that when you can continue to come together with someone and continue to have a good experience, then that's something worth keeping. That's unconditional love. But once you start to put restrictions and rules on someone... That's conditional love. And conditional love stems from insecure attachments, insecure retees in ourselves. I have them, you know. I think I had an anxiety attack for about the last 24 hours because, guys, you know, it's happening. What I manifested is happening. <laughs> the perfect job is here. <laughs> I'm fucking scared. I'm scared out of my mind, right? And because I try my best to... The thing is that we get nervous, right? Like, we're just used... I'm used to shit going wrong, you know? I'm, I'm used to everything, you know, going wrong. So I'm like, oh, my God, I sent the wrong email. Oh, my God, I didn't CC someone. Oh, my God, they're going to think this. They're going to think that. They're going to... And the, and the fear is, like, literally eating my soul, Right? And that's literally PTSD. <laughs> and it's due from just past traumas, right? Past traumas of everything going wrong. Past traumas of, of things not going right. But what I'm failing to realize is that they did go right. They went exactly the way they were supposed to go. Just because it didn't feel what right feels like. And wait, let me say that right. Just because it didn't feel like what right looked like it was supposed to feel, right? Because we don't really know what these things feel like. We just, we see TV and we see movies and we see other people with good feelings and we say, hey, that's what life is supposed to be. That's what feeling good looks like. That's what 
something bad looks like and then we judge our experiences against those things but that's not necessarily so maybe what feels right is actually bad and maybe what's bad is actually good maybe we got it all screwed up i think it's worth taking another look at things and when you do take that second look and realize that things weren't as bad as you thought they were hopefully you reach a state of gratitude acceptance and just satisfaction and for me today talking to you guys got me to that place it was hard right i did all the breath work everything i tell you guys to do i do the breath work the anxiety is creeping in <laughs> yeah i'm like doing my affirmations like no everything is fine you live in a you serve a loving god god is not punishing it is your time you are deserving right and i'm like repeating these things over and over and they do work for a quick second but then after that boom it creeps in again so i went to sleep early to be honest with you i was sometimes i have to just shut off my mind and i don't know how to do that so but right now I sleep it off when I'm overthinking things. For a long time, people would tell me that you're an overthinker, you're an overthinker. And I'm like, what the fuck is an overthinker? Like, how do you overthink your life? This is, makes no sense to me. This concept makes no sense to me. But now having <laughs> been the thinker that I am, I realize that I'm overthinking things when I'm thinking negative about things. When I'm manifesting and I'm creating it's like, all right, cool. This is what I want things to look like. This is what it's going to be. Thank you. Cool. Boom. But when I'm stuck in a, in, in a circle and I'm like, oh my God, in that hamster wheel. And I'm like, you know, checking my email 20 times, 20 times, 20 times, 20 times, looking for a response. Like, like today I freak, I literally am freaking out today because I sent in the HR paperwork and because I didn't get a confirmation. I am freaking out. Like, just because it didn't say confirmed. Like, who the fuck am I that I need to confirm? Granted, it is best practice to send someone a fucking confirmation email. But at the same time, it's like, you have to have confidence, girl. And you also need to move on. Like, who the hell has all this time in the world to just monitor an, e an email? Like, girl, like, get over it. You're fine. And I think that if I knew that I was confident, you know, if I trusted that it's my time, that nothing is being taken away from me, if I really, truly, truly, truly believe that, then I would be able to move on with my day. But I know that there's a part of me that struggles with that. And there's a part of me that continues to work on it every day and work on my fears because I've been conditioned this way, right? I've been gone through a lot. I, uh, I've actually, just to give you guys a little bit more background if I haven't been transparent enough, I've been living alone for almost 21 years. So yeah, 21 years of living alone uh, you can imagine that a lot of things happen. And so, yeah, I have PTSD. And just for all of you guys um, who are wondering what that is, I'm sure all of you do know, but some of you don't. But PTSD is post-traumatic stress syndrome. And it happens when you go through extreme events in your life that are just constant and they go untreated. Um, so a lot of people associated with like war veterans because you know they're at war and you're constantly at war and then you get out of there and you're like oh my god you still think you're at war that's a good analogy but it also happens to everyday people so for me i use it in the context of 
I think something is going to go wrong. I have PTSD because I feel like a lot of things used to go wrong. Um, so now I kind of always wait for the other shoe to drop. I'm always like, oh no, I'm late on a bill. Or, oh no, someone someone hates me. Or oh no, something's going to get cut off. Or, oh no. And the truth of the matter is, is that nothing has been laid or cut off in over 10 years. Like, this is what I'm saying. This is post-traumatic. I have no reason or inclination to ever believe that I'm ever going to be anything but great. But I still struggle with that. Um... And, you know, it goes into relationships. Like, oh, my God, every guy has shitted on me. Every guy played me. Every guy um, treated me bad. So I go into relationships and you naturally have that that feeling that someone's going to do that to you. And you're like, no, no, this guy's full of shit, too. This guy's full of shit. And that's PTSD. That's PTSD. And it's scary. It's so scary to let go. And I work on surrendering every day. And surrendering is when I just sit down and I just give my problems away right because that's the shit that I know now we're here to have fun you're supposed to hand your problems over to God right the universe Allah uh, 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 you know all the uh, Buddha I'm not good at the different God's names but you're not supposed to worry you give all your worries up so when I'm feeling like that, like even today, you know, I did my affirmations, I did my breath work. I couldn't, it wasn't enough. Eventually I try to meditate, but the thoughts keep creeping in. Like, did you email? They haven't emailed you. Or they, you know, they're gonna, they're gonna take it away. And it's like, why would they take it away? Like, what is wrong with you? Like, would you cut it out? Like, you're fine. Well, in the end, my, my form of surrendering was going to sleep. Close my eyes. I said a little, uh, you know, a couple of words. And I'm like, listen, God, you know, take this away from me right now. I know I'm not supposed to worry about it. And I close my and I go to sleep and I woke up and I felt better and I'm here talking to you guys today so yeah it, I struggle with it my insecurities I work on surrendering sometimes it takes me hours to even know that my thoughts are ruminating sometimes I'm just I don't even notice I look in the mirror and I'm like why do you have a face like why are you not smiling um and I realize what I'm thinking about I'm like oh you're thinking about this idiot or you're thinking about something negative something going wrong it's always thinking about some fight sometimes I'm fighting in my head like having arguments with co-workers that don't fucking exist the thing is is that it's important to catch these thoughts because if you don't catch them you're gonna manifest so Yes, I'm working on it. I'm getting better. That's the key. Listen to your thoughts. Try to catch them. Stop the negative ones. And don't be a Jada. You know, don't don't be Jada in this world, you know. And shout out to Jada for being real. Because let me tell you, if I had all those cameras around me, I would be in my perfect behavior. But <laughs> she keeps it real. She kept it real. And we're not mad at her for that. I wish them the best of luck. I really, really do. I don't have any future predictions for that relationship. It's not really my business. They can do as they please, but they really do need to clean up this concept of marriage that they've given the world because, you know, with great power comes with great responsibility. And they have a lot of followers, you know, and this this mockery of, of marriage that they've created, this, this insecure, jealous rage, this disrespectful narcissistic outbursts <laughs> it's just not looking good for either one of them it's really not so i'm sending them lots of love and light and i really really hope that they get it together and they turn shit around but you know what i said it once and i said it twice i told y'all so i told y'all that boy was losing it i definitely did <laughs>
all right guys well that is all i have for you guys today i love you also very 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 much and if you're looking to donate to the show you can go ahead and cash at me at dollar sign the shit i know now k-n-o-w n-o-w or you could tell me at the shit i know now at gmail.com thank you guys for your donations i love you and i'll see you next time i'm out of here cheer gang that's it for today's show it's your girl t giving you the tea i hope you join me next time on the shit i know now don't forget to like subscribe and share and if you have any show ideas be sure to send them over to www.theshitiknownow.com 